Hello everybody, this is Mo Elias from Big Apple Art Gallery on Framing in New York City. This is a podcast of the Framers Only Facebook group for picture framers. You can always find us at framersonly.com. How's everybody? How's that, buddy? So, hi. Uh, hi, how's it going? Jennifer, okay. Corey. So I was thinking uh, if we pick a topic for every week, we can do like a moderated discussion in the beginning. Uh, we talk about it and, you know, let people take turns and speak. And then um, after 15 minutes, we let it free form so everybody can speak their mind about everything. This way we have some kind of a control topic and then uh, we'll have some kind of an uh, open discussion because um, I want everybody to be able to participate and sometimes um, it'll be hard to control that, especially in the beginning. Uh, so, um, I think I'm gonna do that. If we pick a topic, though, we, I mean, we got to pick a topic and and talk about it. That's gonna concern everybody. Um, my concern today is the war. I don't know what's that's gonna happen. I don't know if that's gonna affect us, affect uh, people with the money who shop at our shops. Uh, what do you guys think? I t- I turn off the BBC now. <laughs> I don't want to listen to it. I've had enough. I have direct contact with somebody who lives in Kiev. It was a foreign exchange student I had in 2017 and 18. And right now she's fleeing Kiev because they have Chernobyl has been um, taken over. And she said that if there's anything that happens there, there's going to be definite problem within that mileage. Oh, wow. It's really hard They They can't get on a bus. They can't get on a train. They, the, all the roads are completely blocked. She just wants to get away from there. She's only 20 years old. Yeah, I, uh, it's dreadful. I see you. You know, I have a friend who is also from Ukraine. In 2014, he was going to see his parents when they took Crimea. And I'm like, listen, man, the Russians, once they want to, you know, get into a country, it's going to be a problem. But oh, it's not even a problem, you know, I'm just going to go. But then when things got bad, he called me and said, look, I didn't go. And I said, look, I didn't go. And I'm wondering where he is now, so I got to get in touch with him. He lives in Queens, so I had to call him see what's up. But my God, this is going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. The whole thing is dreadful. But, yeah. Uh, do you do you guys think this is going to affect the um, the world economy and how people feel comfortable about spending money? Because you know, people don't have to buy a frame. They have to buy clothing. They got to buy food, but they don't have to buy. I mean, yeah, the Russians have seem to have control over all of the uh, pet, you know, the fuel, yeah, of oil. And uh, therefore, there's obviously going to be a, a, a knockback. I would imagine that uh, uh, fuel, car fuel is going to go up. Everything is going to be affected. Uh, it's, it's a bit, it's crazy, but what can you do? Yeah, I what can we do? Well, that's, that's the point. What can we do? What can we do to, to, um, to, to fight it? I mean, I tell Mary all the time, the world is coming to an end. The economy is going to tank. The economy is going to tank. <laughs> I paid places I I so. more today than I paid but Saturday, so I paid 20 cents more for gas today to fill up my car than I paid less than a week ago. I don't know if this is due to this war or this is just inflation because our country is going through a crazy inflation already. Yeah, same with in Canada. Like the gas prices right now are higher than I've ever, ever seen. And yeah. what are they equivalent to the United States? Like I here, have... like, I don't know, it was a dot or three, 350 the other day by me. Really? Yeah. It's five dollars by me. It's five dollars in California. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are talking regular, right? Not premium, right? Yeah, regular. 
<laughs> we probably I, I, measure differently too. Like I don't know, like if you guys. You have liters. Liters, yeah. It's I'm two, yeah, because you guys two euros a liter here. Uh, so I don't know what the conversion is, but I know it's yeah. 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 <laughs> We're on yeah. yeah. We're on one forty one pound forty five a liter. It's two so euros a liter here. Two and a half. So liters. so I wanna I wanna I wanna go back. Forget forget about the gas prices are right. Gas prices <laughs> are high. That's what we're talking about. So what are we gonna do if take take a bad turn, right? People say, you know what? I'm gonna save my money. I'm not gonna buy framing. Uh, what are we going to do? Medi, the world comes to an end. It'll affect <laughs> the people who can't afford it, but all the people that still can, they're still going to do what they want to do. Cool. I, I am noticing right now that the people that have money still have money and they're coming and spending a lot. It's the people kind of at the lower um, income level that I think are, I'm noticing and that are more effective. Maybe I'm not seeing them as often, but the people that already have money and are like at a higher tax bracket, I'm still seeing and they're still spending. Absolutely, absolutely, I'm, I'm, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm not totally concerned. Great. Yeah, there's plenty of money around. The as as you were saying, you're quite right. Uh, people got money, have still got money, and uh, it's it's the lower level who are not going to come to me anyway. Exactly. They're going to go to the IKEAs of this world, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, we're still okay. Uh, Maxwell, do you think, uh, do you guys get a gas from Russia? Not sure where it comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Germany gets half of their gas from Russia. So uh, Germany's going to have a problem now, right? Because it's going to be a, a, an issue there. Um, sure. So if it's going to affect They've cancelled the commissioning of the new pipeline between Russia and Germany. I heard that too. So, so that's another blow. And if Russia says, you know what, I'm, I'm out of Germany, they can turn off whatever they're sending them now, and that would jack up the gas prices. Real, jack up the gas prices real quick for that. No, the Germans cancelled it, not the Russians. That yeah. was well. There are two pipes. There are two pipelines. One and two. The second one is not finished yet, so they stopped working on it. The first one. Well, anyway, regardless, uh, how would this affect the middle class people? Um, you know, is it is it prudent? Your electric bill will go up. It already yeah. has. Yeah. Yeah. And also... Building uh, factories are struggling because their electric bills have gone up. I was talking to a factory yes, uh, Friday, and his average electric bill was 19,000 euros. It's now 47,000 euros yeah. a month. <laughs> yeah. What What's happened in the oh, UK? Right. I don't know about Ireland. The Sorry, Anthony, that was you. Sorry, that was that was Anthony's microphone. Sorry, sorry. That's a that's an old joke between me and Anthony. He was blaming the microphone problem on me yesterday, last time. Anthony, you wearing that orange? You look like you just got out of prison. I just I just got off the street crew, man. I just got I just got off the chain gang here. Yeah, you make you got him play. I got pink underwear too. Isn't our pile from Arizona? Yeah, he was the sheriff that made all oh, the inmates uh, wear uh, <laughs> pink underwear and he had the old traditional stripes. Oh he made him wear pink underwear. Oh that's messed up. 
Pink underwear and slippers. <laughs> he, gave bologna sa- he gave him bologna sandwiches, no caffeine. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that was my concern. My concern. Do we know? Do we know any framers in? Do we know any framers in Ukraine? Oh yes, we do. We have a couple from Ukraine. I'll tell you how many framers are from the Ukraine. I'll tell you right now. Where's Latvia comparison to Ukraine? Latvia is up north, right? Latvia is it's uh, way, it's way north. You know, I know that we sent some troops to Latvia this morning. I heard, I heard in the news. I'm like, oh, that's Grove Glass. So I know in oh. the news, uh, our government, the, the U.S., they sent some troops to Latvia. Is that where Grove Glass is? That's where yeah. Grove Glass is. Yeah. Even oh, so wow. Hi. Sorry, I'm late. What? Mm-hmm. Did anybody contact? I'm getting killed. This, this is making me nuts. You know, all day I'm working, I'm carrying on, I'm thinking people are getting killed. You know, it, it really affected me today. It hurt. You know, I was. People get killed. People get killed every day. I know, but this is like a war. I know. Yeah, it's like, we've been in a war for the last 20 years. There was a lot of Arabs being killed for the last 20 years. I know. I mean, well, I'm a Jew. I know all this shit, but it's like, it's like <laughs> can't they just make a treaty to get to the ports or something? I don't get it. I, I, I think it's it's a very complex issue out there, and it's not so straight. Yeah. I want to I I keep this framing related, though, guys. Let's talk about the politics. But the price um, thing, talk about that, like, growback, right? Yeah. Is that going to affect us? Um, I don't think it's going to affect us immediately. Well, look, your concern will be if you use Grove Glass, the Russia gets mad at Latvia and they're like, screw this, we're going to bomb Latvia too. And then you no, their electric bill will go up, so their production costs will go up. There you go, right? Everything's going up. Yeah. <laughs> Everything already has gone up, yeah. But yeah. the one thing is, how many countries can Russia fight? They can't go fight everybody, right? Everybody, right? Well, not. Yeah, so hopefully not. Hopefully they don't come here. I'll go get them. I was just talking to my framer. Uh, and I said, look, all the other wars, you know, I feel bad. I sympathize, but I'm not going to fight. But if somebody occupies the U.S., I'm ready to go, you know. Let's go. Oh, Let's well, I'll go. I mean, because that that would be a just fight. That would be the right thing to do. That would be a fight that, you know, I don't mind going to and I'd actually be happy to go to. But going to fight for somebody else because somebody else messed up with somebody else, I don't know. I don't who, know. Who, whose fight is it, Mo? Right now, it's not my fight. But, but if it comes to no, America, but even fight. if they come in, like let's just say a Russian guy doesn't agree with it, it just, you know, the government says we're fighting, so that means they're fighting. It's the people that suffer. Oh yeah, always. You know, people who decide to fight are not the people who do the fight, right? Yeah. Small people. Yeah. Small people. It's a small population that gets affected by this. The poor people, yeah. Anyway, let's, keep it, let's keep it framing related again. All right, all right let's, <laughs> talk about, let's talk Hi, about that. <laughs> let's talk about that call that Larson set up, and I went on three times, but they never went on live. They couldn't figure it out. I went there, too, in the morning, man. That was, that was, that was a waste of time. I, I made time for it. I went. I went to the nine o'clock one and to the noon one, and nothing happened. What was that? I didn't even pay attention. Yeah, who was that? I missed that. Sorry. Yeah, the Larson. What was? Larson it? had a thing. What did I call it? 
famous together. So it was very similar to this, but it was a Larson thing. Right. And it was, I think, Monday. Monday at 9, Monday at noon. I went to both and just didn't take place. Where was the information posted at? No. Who posted the information? They did. Who posted the information? They did. They did it on their website. On their, uh, they, they, they went on live, but they couldn't figure out how to get the systems working. <laughs> Anthony, you should have been there to tell him his mic is not working. <laughs> so, so, so two weeks ago, uh, who, who joined us two weeks ago? Somebody did. And, and their mic was echoing, and Anthony kept on blaming it on me. No, usually when you have two, usually when you have two things set up, one of them is back, back feeding the other one. Yeah, yeah, this guy, man, come on. I think Mo has run more zooms than all of us combined. Absolutely. Hey, don't forget Tony though. Come on. Hey, I just, uh, I just picked up uh, Vermont Hardwoods and showed their samples, and within two days I sold uh, a two thousand dollar frame. Wow. Wow. Nice. Are they nice? Are they nice? Excuse me? How are you working the shipping for that, Betty? Are they shipping you length or how's it working? They're shipping it length. No, they're doing straight chop. Is We found that's the best way to buy it. I did mine with the Hoffman's put in, and then I slap in the Hoffman's when I'm having but that costs a lot more, right? Uh, Eight dollars a frame, I think. Yeah, but then you gotta buy chop instead of straight chop. Oh, so you chop it down here. So how do you chop hardwood, Betty? Excuse me. How do you chop hardwood? Do you have a saw? Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. I find the hardwoods are chopped better with a chopper, like a morsel chopper. Uh, what David from from Vermont told me, he puts them upside down. You know, and then he chops them this way. And you know, I bought one of those hydroelectric ones. Uh, ones, uh, they're great. When I do my own hardwoods, I do that, and it looks really nice. My saw doesn't cut it as nice. I think it depends on the blade as well. Well, I have it all. I have it all dialed in. I, I, I still I, see a decent difference between a chopper and a double miter saw or a pistorius. Uh, or you know whatever. Um, well, that's the only one I use. It right? depends on the stall, though, Mo. Yeah, maybe. We had. I mean, I've got a Mo so and I've got a. Uh, but I, I used to have uh, an underpower uh, under festool. Uh, but uh, we used to have an Italian machine, and one of my friends he was cutting solid ebony, which is very hard. And he said that my machine was the only one that would cut it properly, you know, successfully. So I used to let him cut the, the, the solid ebony on my uh, Italian machine. I just got one of those, uh, you know, those, one of those, uh, you know, the saw that Roma shows that's a table saw that you slide. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is it called? I just, I just got one of those. You're such a toy person. <laughs> You like equipment, don't you? <laughs> those, those really they're, made, they're made by a guy who, I don't know if he's retired or he's no longer with us. Uh, uh, he, he made really nice songs. But, mm -hmm. you know, like, I think he handmade them. I don't think, or the production machine. Yeah. 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 You just got a nice couple weeks. <laughs> <Like LMA? laughs> 
I can, I I can chop, I can chop large oak and stuff on my face, no problem. Yes. Yeah. Well, I read the story as, as 20 some <laughs> it was. I sold it. I hand Mine is 20 grand saw, though. Huh? Can I ask Mine is 20 grand saw. Okay, so, so, so hold on, hold on, Susan. So here's what yeah. I decided. We're going to have the first 15 minute moderated. The first 15 minute moderated. And then we're going to let speak everybody speak in turns. This way it will be a little more organized. Everybody gets to speak their, uh, an opportunity to speak. And after okay. the first 15 minutes, we'll let everybody have a free thing. So we're going to pick topics. We're going to talk about the topics and then we'll let people speak. But for now, I don't have a topic. So we're going to let everybody speak. But I think going forward, we'll find a topic. We'll have it moderated. Let's speak, let people speak in terms for the first 15 minutes. And next 15 right. minutes, we'll leave it uh, open. Susan, go ahead. Susan's got her hand raised. I said I the price increases are insane. I don't know. Oh my how god, to yeah, yeah, sure. They are. That's my problem. But that's your question. You said you have a question for Nettie. Yes. The Vermont hardwoods, are they just plain like milled the moldings? Yeah, the well, the one we bought is uh has oil and wax on it, so it's finished. Oh it's nice. It's nice. Yeah. I got a yeah, I got a tour from him uh, a couple of months ago through his factory. When we were doing the Framers Only virtual show, he showed me the factory. It's really nice. He's a nice guy. Well, keep it moderated. I like that idea. Let's just do a quick yeah, like, keep fire going. question and answer. I think so. I, I, everybody would have an opportunity to speak. And, uh, you know, because sometimes I go on forever. And Who's going to pick the topic? Uh, I think everybody should pick a topic. You know, what is what is in your mind? What is in Susan's mind? What is in Corey's mind? You know what I mean? I think who I think whoever has a question, they raise their hand, they ask the question, and then we give it a little time limit. If it's directed at somebody, that person answers it, and then we move on to the next raised uh, hand. Let's do that right now. Let's start with uh, with Tony. Tony, there you go. You first. Well, I was gonna raise my hand. I was I was agreeing, but uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. you know, I. I I'd love to have uh, Vermont hardwoods here. I'd like to find out more on hardwoods here. I'd like to find out more on how. So you, they give you straight chops, maybe, and you and you just chop it down in your studio there. Yeah, I mean, this is our first tester, so we 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 ask for it straight and see how it cuts, um, and then we'll we'll join it. But it did cost like four hundred dollars to have it landed. Frame? Framed it. Is the it frame one frame or is it multiple yeah. frames? One frame. I sold the frame for six thousand dollars, and I bought it from Vermont. It cost me twenty-three hundred dollars, so I wow. still made a bunch of money. You know? Yeah, but see, to me, these are scary though, because if you make a mistake, it costs a lot of money to replace it. Big time. Big time. Is it the cost of the wood or the cost of the shipping? It was big. My frame was big. My frame was maybe forty-eight, or oh, sixty by like seventy-two, seventy-eight. So it was big. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that was Vermont? I buy from Vermont. The hardwoods that I don't make, I buy from them. That I don't make, I buy from them. Yeah. yeah. I've never I've never used him. I, I want to look into him. I like Joe. I use Jonah. You know, at the shows, they have like a $50 sample. You get like a bunch of samples for $50. Maybe you should, maybe, maybe we should ask him if he would do that because there are no shows anymore, at least for now. No. Right? I would, I would like to see those because I don't have, like, I use Larson for the maple wood natural. It's not cheap. So I don't oh, know what the cost are, difference are is. Different, has met. 
These are different grades than Larson's uh, hardwood. Yeah, it's probably better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Maddie, you got, Maddie's got his hand raised. Go ahead, Maddie. Yeah, so uh, I just want to follow up on that point where he's, you said that he, he charges for his samples. I think it would be a good idea for companies to sell samples because what I've seen is people take those samples for granted. I just sold my shares and sold my shares in uh, my molding company that I was part of. And I saw what it costs to set up a, a frame shop with samples. And sometimes it costs three, $400 to set them up with samples. And then they get them and put them in a box, leave them, sometimes throw them away. Um, as soon as they're mad because something came in late, they take all the samples away and throw them out. Um, yeah. Yeah. If, they don't, if the color doesn't match, because well, they haven't used it in three years and then they sell it and they're like, the color doesn't match, so they don't stay up to date. Um, free samples kind of started about 20 years ago and it kind of caught on, but they, those prices were kind of built into the, the sale price, but now with cost of goods going up and cost of labor going up, I wonder what it would be like if they charge for samples. I would well, take the samples. You know, I, uh, I got um, the Vermont hardwood samples last year, and mm -hmm. I believe that as I started ordering, they offset, they offset the cost of the samples against what I was ordering for the first well, time. Yeah, that, Frank sure. does that, right. Yeah, yeah, Frank does that as well. Yeah. In the UK, Larson do that. Uh, they charge for for samples, uh, but they will offset it if, if you buy so much. Uh, I, I'd have thought that's a good way to do it. I think it's behind that, sure. Yeah. I get the, the, Roma, the Roma samples coming, and I paid for those, but Lloyd waited for them to be on sale until I got them. And then I, I buy all 23 karat gold, and Jonah, I, I buy them, and House of Mercier, you pay for samples. I don't mind paying for samples. Sure. You're spending the money. You want something nice, pay for it. That's my you know, opinion. You know, the one other thing, and, and it's kind of, kind of, you know, bad, but if you pay for samples, you're going to have the good stuff. And the guy next door, if he doesn't want to pay for the samples, he's not going to have it. So you're going to have that's the better right. stuff. Yay. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's right. right. That's a good idea, Maddie. That's a good idea, Maddie. in the UK don't charge roll samples. They only charge for Chevron. Larson doesn't charge for samples. They used to. Remember? They do in the UK. They do in the UK. Yeah. But they right, only charge for Chevron's. All right, I think yeah. we covered that topic. Let's go to Anthony. Anthony, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to add one more thing to that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, just uh, real quick, and you're talking about taking samples off the wall for vendors that don't have stuff. I had a vendor walk in my door, and I looked her in the eye, and she said, she showed me these samples, and I said, if they're not in Phoenix and I can't get them, I'm not, I'm going to take your shit right off my wall. The first freaking order I made with her, it was back ordered for two months. It's like, you just told me these things were here. So I took, I took her line off my wall that I'm not selling them. Can I tell you guys a little trick that we do here? We'll shoot us first really good. Uh, so what we do is we check stock on all moldings that we have on the wall before we sell them. If we check something, if we check something and it's out of stock, it goes into a bin. That bin doesn't, it doesn't go back up until the rep comes and puts it back on the wall. <laughs> you lucky got a rep. I just write on the back, yeah. coming in in March. I didn't, oh, wait, 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 let's not go on tangent. Oh, wait, 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 stop, Susan. Let's talk about the idea. Forget about having a rep or not. I don't care. You know, what, you know I'm going to raise my question on the next topic. I got to think about uh, reps. Uh, let's talk about what Maddie said, because having a rep or not doesn't, you know, 
Manny, go ahead. I, I like that idea better. It goes in a bin and you put it away. Sorry, it goes. We actually have uh, one of those uh, flat file cabinets where the samples go in and we can see them all. So we have a, one for Roma, one for Larson, but we tell the reps, your samples are not gonna go back until you come back and visit me. So it makes them come back and visit to check the bins. Um, so it's just a tool that we use that, hey, if you're gonna be out of stock, I'm gonna punish you until you have it, in, I'm gonna punish you until you have it in stock and you should do something about my wall, making sure that I don't have this continues or anything like that. Because a lot of a lot of times something could be back ordered. It could be six months or it could be indefinite. I mean, I'll tell you something that you guys probably don't know. There's a there's a factory named San Yu. It's, it's one of the biggest factories in Indonesia. Um, they sell to they sell a lot of stuff to um, to um, Larson. That's why you saw so many so many. Uh, one two. They sell lots to Griffin. They sell a lot of to Larson. Right. So yeah, the owner got COVID and died. The corner owner of the factory, and when he died, um, he was pretty much running the whole show himself. It was him and his secretary, which was his lover. So they got rid of his secretary, and between the two of them, they knew everything in the business. And one of the biggest factories went out of business. So out of business. So we're gonna see a lot of discontinues and and no longer available. That's why Griffin had a problem. Yeah. So, so I have a I have a related question about uh, you know you guys complain about uh, the reps. I don't mind I don't mind not having a rep as long as the rep can call me on Zoom and talk to me. You know I I feel that having a Zoom call is as good as having a person come in, uh, especially if it's transactional. You know, business wise, I think personal things are different, obviously, but having a transactional thing like this. Um, where a rep says, hey, I got this cool molding. And I'm like, oh, it's cool, send it. Um, how would I work Medi's system might become a problem, but I like the idea of putting that away until they let what, you know. So what, if, what if they did a better job generating a list of discontinues where they send it to you uh, with pictures? Yeah, yeah. I pictures just, yeah. Or, or I can just do a Zoom call using my phone and just go over to my phone and just go over to the, the pile of, I don't know, the Romas or whatever, right? And say, hey, look, this is all this stuff. And he's like, oh, the second row, the third row, take it down. I yep. I think having Zoom calls makes it easier for, instead of me complaining about not having a rep, I think uh, I'm okay with doing Zoom calls because- How do you see new stuff though? The rep what? needs, how do you see the new products? Because you need to see it. You, no point looking at it on Zoom. People just, I tell people to send them. I sell, you can't tell what it I looks sell, like. Look. You I sell frames on Zoom all day, like and I sell really Zoom. expensive yeah. frames on Zoom all day. Yeah, Why but not? you can't you can't see what it really looks like on Zoom. No if way. I expect my customer to spend four or five thousand dollars on a frame on Zoom. Why can't Rome expect me to do the same on Zoom? I, I really don't. Because understand. you can't tell what color it is, for example. But why that? Why does that matter? It's harder to sell it to retail customer than it is to buy a sample. So if the color right. is off, the color is off. But if it's no, because retail customers don't understand the color. Customers don't understand the color, whereas you do. And so sure, you but know what you're looking at. So the upside, the upside is so much more than the downside. So, so can, for example, I can, I can see a rep at my house. I can see a rep in my car. What I'm, saying to you is, what I'm saying to you is, instead of having exclusively Zoom calls, you need every other one or every third one to be 
a physical yeah. one where they bring physically new products. Well, maybe, maybe. That's how I do it. Well, my argument is I can sell super expensive frames on Zoom to somebody who doesn't know who I am, right? I know who my rep is. If my rep says, hey, Mo, are you going to like this? I'm going to say, you know what, sign it. I like it. I think I think Mo's point, and I don't want to make this your point, but what I what I saw that's the benefit out of it is there's a lot a lot of frame shops that can tell you every day you're lucky to see a rep. Yeah. I bet you if I if I or most if Jennifer gets on the phone, Jennifer gets on the phone and says, "Hey, I want to schedule a Zoom call for 30 minutes with Roma." Roma will schedule one within a day or two. Omega will schedule. Everybody will schedule one. So a lot of people, instead of complaining that saying you're like you're like if you get a rep, if we went proactive instead of complaining about it, we'll get reps that kind of show us what the new line is, even if it's Why not in person. Why don't we ask the companies to do That's pretty much my point. No, I was just going to say that uh, you made a, a very relevant point just a bit earlier about why don't the molding companies make better reference on their websites to what is out of stock right uh, in the picture for what is discontinued and mm -hmm. i only filled in, i filled in a survey the other day from one of my suppliers and they asked well how could we improve the website and that's exactly what i wrote i said you can improve it it's great you've got all the pictures there i know what's discontinued but i'd like to know continued but i'd like to know uh, at a glance what is if the long term because now we're finding that you're going to have to wait three months for, for certain things and i'd like to know and, it, and it's changing every day so i think they've got the opportunity to keep people updated the two biggest suppliers in the uk do that already if well, they have look, the manpower to do it i heard from one vendor um and i'm not going to name them they're worried you're going to take that sample down and you will never ever sell it again and then they're going to have a container in two months and now they got a pile of stock that I got that you don't show. So I did the point. I think it's selfish, but I did the point, and there's no way we're going to be able to change their minds about it, if that makes sense. I'm instead of taking my samples off the wall when I know they're they're out of stock for several months, I bought some little red stickers. First of all, I don't want to rearrange my wall. 20, I want to rearrange my wall 26 times. Oh, sure. So I'm leaving the sample up there and just putting the sticker on it so I know not to pull it off and show it to the customer. And then when it's back in stock, I can just take the sticker off and we're back in business. We, we used to do that with rubber bands where we put rubber bands on them, different color rubber bands. But the problem, the, the thing about it is I have way more samples than I need. Most frame shops I go to have a lot of samples. So by taking those down, I mean, it just creates issues. There's so many customers that come in and say, I like that one, um, but you can't have it. Right. So yeah. it down. And, then, and then you you end up somehow agreeing to take an order for it, and she's fine. I'm okay with no time. And two months later, she goes, "Oh, I want my friend today." You know, you come. And that becomes another headache. Yeah, one of our most. I did on the Yeah, but you you know that March pushes to April and May. Oh wait. And, and the customer starts calling and complaining. I had a customer leave me a bad review because we didn't finish it the day I was going to finish it. I said I was going to finish it, and it was in the port. So we have a policy not to take those. Uh, still, sometimes we do, but we shouldn't. You know, uh, uh, another point here, at our shop, we only take full payment before we start a job. So it's not a matter of me. 
but a shop that, for example, takes a 50% deposit, let's say, right? And they take an order, and then when is that money going to come in? You know, so it's going to make your, 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 right. So if you sold something that you could get, you made your money, you made your profit, you finished the job, they picked up, and they paid for the rest of the order. So it's beneficial to you not to sell one of these out of stocks, even though the vendors are not going to like it, because you're going to make you money. You're not going to just wait on a deposit and then wait for the balance to come in when that frame comes in in six months. That's crazy. That's really crazy. I got my frames from Omega today. We've got 10. Omega today. We've got 10 in. Ah, yeah. 10. The pop, those floaters, the pop colors, they're in. Everybody want to know. Very nice. Yeah, but you know, I I think what Maddie's saying is a good idea. I don't want reps. I prefer to be my own rep. I don't. Nobody really works for me, and I make my companies not pay if I have a rep. Don't give them my money. They don't get money off of me. They don't do anything for me. Don't do it. I, I agree. I try to get samples from uh, one company, a very small handmade company, and uh, I got in touch with his rep back in October. Back and forth, back and forth, never happens. So I got in touch with him yesterday on Instagram. I'm like, dude, you know, where's my samples? He goes, what sample? I said, well, you know, I talked to your rabbit. Oh, he dropped the ball. No names, Susan, stop. <laughs> I put my hand over my mouth. <laughs> so uh, so he, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take Kevin. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take Kevin. He's going to be my, you know, home account, house account. I'm like, yeah, this is great. So uh, there's that. Maddie, go ahead. Maddie's got an angry. Anybody want a question? Raise your hand physically or virtually. I think this is a good format. I really like it. If somebody else wants to go before me, it's fine, but I'll, I'll, I'll go for it. Um, I think that purchasing has changed over the last two years. Most of us have experienced that. So I think everybody needs to set up a strategy on how to buy differently. I know that a lot of you are going to say we have limited space and limited uh, uh, resources. But I think by studying your your materials and what you sell, you can figure out how to at least have three mats in stock all the time, how to have uh, eight moldings in stock. And what we did was we have a wall where we have our samples, and we have probably about 30 moldings in stock, but each molding is cut like four times. So that sample wall looks a lot fuller than it actually, fuller than it actually is. So most of the sales... Most of the sales come from that wall because customers just go straight to it. And we're like, hey, this we can finish in two weeks. Then we have our second wall that everything is in California. We could get it done in three weeks. And then we have the giant wall that's infinite. And we don't know when it's going to sell, but we, it just makes the sales so much faster because they're picking from 30 frames. Clever. Our next is going to be Lisa. After that, it's going to be Jennifer. Go ahead, Lisa. Um, how many people here are on Lifesaver? I, I think I heard somewhere along the way, I know when they do an update, of course, moldings and map board automatically change, you know, if the prices go up. But I think I heard that glass does not, like TrueView does not update prices. You have to manually. I don't think maps do too, Lisa. Do maps do? I think yeah. maps and glass, you got to do it They just went up. Maps do, and you're right, glass doesn't get updated. And glass doesn't get updated. And they don't have all their glass, they don't have all the, and they only use TrueView glass in the computer, in the Lifesaver. Mm -hmm. I've set up my own glass for different, like grow glass and um, the UV70 stuff. They don't even have in there, but they sales rep comes around, tries to sell me the UV7. I go, I can't spec it because it's not in my software. Mm -hmm. 
and I only use TrueView, so I just realized I probably need to go in and make sure that my margins are still good. Yeah. So, Who do you get your glasses from? Framers Inventory and Larson Jewel, just depending. I get a truck from each every week, so. Mm -hmm. Because I just got a price increase from Decor in Museum Glass, you know, all the TrueView stuff. Oh, and, did that um, go up? I tell you, last week I was wondering yeah. if the price on Glass going to go up. How, how, how much is Museum Glass today? I, you know, I just got the I just got the package of price list today. I didn't really look. I don't have a minute, but I'm going to check it tomorrow because I just. But I'm going to check it tomorrow because I just started changing my pricing again. Ah. And I don't price a job until I'm ready, but I'll yeah. tell you what it's going to be. It's it's going to be interesting. So <laughs> where's my Jennifer? Jennifer Yeti Henry's. I'm just gonna comment on like a couple of things you guys talked about, but um, as for reps, I had my shop here for eight years and I've never had a single rep in my shop. Wow. Oh, okay. yeah. It all has to do with, I think, the amount of money you spend, I, I believe. I don't know, I'm in the Midwest in Wisconsin, so I'm not sure if they just don't have any reps. I have two that call me, but that's it. I don't have any of the major vendors. Um, nobody. They don't really. have reps now. Yeah, so I, I mean, it's something that I don't even consider important anymore when I have a complaint or a problem. They might have assigned you a rep. They're making money off of you. You should find that yeah, out. But they don't even call or anything. But that's just one comment because um, I'm not a big shop. I don't sell lots. Shop, I don't sell lots. And then as for the way um, organization about getting materials, I kind of did what Medi did. I, I have in-stock moldings, 25 of them, and those I sell like crazy. I buy them by the box. And then I have um, all the Bainbridge basic maps. Those I don't carry in stock, but those are the ones I can get the quickest. What I have done is made sure that all of my stuff that's on the walls is basically local where I can get it from. I kind of got rid of the manufacturers and vendors that I have to pay a lot of freight on. So I concentrate on truck deliveries and anything that's close so I can keep my profit margin down. So I kind of got rid of OTO. Um, which oh, I love. No. The, I love them. Don't but get rid of. I hey, know. I love their molding. Don't do that. I ordered one <laughs> one length molding cut down to the smallest they could, and my shipping was still forty dollars. It was more than my frame. Where, Where are you? What, they shipped it out of I'm Canada. I'm in Wisconsin. Shipped it out of I'm Canada. I'm in Wisconsin. No, they shipped it from the next closest. That's the thing is when I always plan the order, I ask yeah. them where the closest places that actually has the molding. Yeah. And now if it does come from Canada, I won't because it's even more than $50. Yeah, yeah. So unfortunately, I kind of have it down to a few that like um, Gemini is a distributor distributor of um, Cotillo and they're in Illinois. So I actually get a lot of it from them, um, but not direct from them anymore. Unfortunately, same thing with Universal and Arquati. Shipping rates are crazy. That's why I don't even go with Roma anymore because when you're in the middle of everything and everything comes from New York and California, it's it, and they don't use like economical shipping companies in the Midwest, they use something called Speedy. I don't know if anyone knows what that is. I can get an eight foot length from Chicago shipped for eight dollars. What? A whole entire package from their package from Chicago to Milwaukee is eight dollars by Speedy next day. So I try you know to get all of my vendors out of Chicago. They don't service everywhere in the country. They only no, service it's only in the Midwest. Midwest. It's like this Minnesota, is the Wisconsin. No, that's too bad. I was gonna yeah. say let's call them. It'd be great. 
in the US you have a lot of different problems to what we have in the UK. I mean, you're a massive country, and therefore logistics is a totally, it's a big issue there. Uh, in the UK, I've just been buying some things from Germany, and I can't believe how the prices have just gone up. Uh, I mean, that's only relevant to the UK shipping. And now that we've left uh, because of Brexit, uh, there was a, a border a fee that they put on. Uh, and what, what I would say that the price has gone up by four times. Four times. So did, did you stop getting from that supplier or did you just praise your, you just praise your yeah, exactly. prices? You need to stop doing that. Because I tried well, doing that and then my stuff wouldn't sell because it was so high. Well, I just had a, I had to, I put an order in, uh, they came back, the shipping fee was left out in the beginning, and then they gave me the shipping fee, and I, I contacted them in Germany straight away, I said, what? <laughs> this is crazy, you know, um, I, I'll have to just, let me rethink about this, and they're very good, they understand this, nothing they can do, but, uh, I mean, we found things such as, in the UK, uh, and in Ireland, you'll probably have the same thing. Minimum orders of, I mean, okay, so I'm always giving far more than a minimum order. Carriage fees have all gone up. All, all the carriage people have, have put prices up. It, it's uh, it's something that, it's another uh, increase that, that we've just got to contend with now. I would imagine in the States, you've got it far, probably a lot worse than we have, probably a lot worse than we have. So, what? So one of the things that we noticed by switching to these long cycles, so for us it's important how long a material turns when we buy it. How long does it take for it to turn or for us to get our money back? But one of the things we notice is the longer the cycle, the more you're going to see the increase. So they might increase it like 3%, 4% every month for six months, and it could be like it doesn't hurt you as bad. But then when you wait six months to buy that glass again, you could see a big increase, and that can really hurt you when you're bitten. Um, so it's important as you buy bulk, attention to your cycles and how the pricing is going to increase. A lot of times what we do is we put in the next order. So we buy, let's just say we buy a pallet of glass, we buy this next pallet of glass on the same price and leave it with them. And then they ship it to us when we run out. So that way I'm protected for at least three months from price increases, from price increases. That's a good idea. That just happened that somebody um, mentioned about Larson Jewel. Their prices went up, but their delivery date was on Monday, and they placed the order on Tuesday, like the following week. They got charged the new pricing the day it was delivered, not when they were when it was ordered. And so they tried That's to do what you did, Medi, that they wanted to get all their orders in at the old price, but they wouldn't do it until it was shipped, and then they bill them. So that's what companies are catching on. They weren't doing that before. We're going to go to the next question. We're going to go to the next question. Steve, you're next. Tony, you're next. And Corey and Christina, I haven't heard from you guys all night. So you're going to be on the spot next. I'm eating my dinner right now. Go, Steve. So it's interesting about the shipping. Um, So in a a month, how much are you guys paying shipping to suppliers to ship materials to you? Roughly. $600 $600 a year no only? Wow. No, in a month. In oh, a month. month. Yeah, $500. Probably $500. Yeah. Really? $500? Yeah. I, yeah. I, mine, is wow. yeah. mine is zero. Mine is zero. 
I don't pay delivery Zero. on anything. But I do different. I'm different than you. I'm, I'm a shop service. I'm different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I and I oh, also. Man, how, you, how much are you spending on on delivery? I'm sorry, me. Yeah. Um, I'd say you get probably, free delivery on most. On most company, I probably, I probably, I'd say maybe three hundred. I'm not even right. maybe hundred for me, you know. Right. I, I yeah. only buy for people who have a truck delivery. I'm I'm surprised you're that high. I mean, uh, you should be negotiating those prices because you're buying the most premium product that we all buy. If you're buying chop only, that's their most expensive product, and you should be able to negotiate better. To be able to negotiate better prices. Well, I, mean, I wanted. Right. What I did was, is I spoke, I have Foteo, they're giving me 30% off now, plus I get obviously free delivery. And then I just spoke with Roma because they're, I guess that the tour line or whatever they have, you can only buy a joint, which means, and the stuff's big. So wow. if I sell a big frame, I got to pay a lot for shipping. You got to figure that into the cost. We just well, bought a piece of glass. It was, it was $900 to ship from Canada. What, for a okay. piece of glass? Yeah, that new... And don't buy from uh, the Canadians, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for it was $400 for packing and $900 to ship it. It was, it was LED. It was the LED panel. It was the LED panel I bought, 48 by 48, four corner 48, four corner light coming in, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. It's That's gorgeous, great. but I didn't even figure the job. <laughs> All right, Tony, you're next. But I had, I had liners from Frank's, which had to come in with no seams, so that had to be delivered, you know, joins. So I can't figure that stuff. Frank's is expensive to get to New York yeah. from California. California. Yeah. All right, Tony, yeah. you're next. Go ahead, Tony. I, I don't have a, I have a comment to Jennifer. What other framers are in your area that you don't get any delivery? I get delivery. So that's why now I am focusing on Larson Jewel, Omega, International, Evil. Yeah. Yeah. All the rest of them, all was UG, UPS, or FedEx. So that's why I got rid of the ones that don't deliver to me. And it sucks, but there's not much I can do. Gemini used to have a truck too, but now they stopped the truck. So now I have to order, you know, what, to order, you know, what, from UPS. What kind of what kind of software do you use, Jennifer? Ah, full calc. It's old. <laughs> okay. Um, so for, I'm so for, used to it. I've done it for 20 some years. <laughs> yeah. For us in our software, you know, we have a, a, a chop fee that we add on besides the markup and we add on when we were doing Fatia, we were charging $35 to the customer. I can do that too. And I, I might, I have to go back. I have to go back to my samples, pick the ones that I really love and then do that to just those. You should talk to them because they gave me a very nice discount. They yeah, but you I'm probably do a blessed. lot more business than I do. I don't it's, know. It's just me. I just got a bigger mouth. I think Susan gets a better deal just because she's Susan. Because I talk. <laughs> I'll no, try. Seriously, I discussed it with them because you know, their stuff is not cheap. And, you know, I like them. They have nice them. They have nice clean stuff and you know we do sell a lot i sell more bella yeah i, I like them too. from them this is where the wraps come in this is where the wraps actually come in because i in the don't UK, have the wraps. i don't have any 
you you guys um I, I just sold my shares in Griffin, so I'm no longer part of it. And I never really tried to speak about uh, it because poor Charlie. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to talk about him. But I didn't carry the line for the last four years because they don't have it in stock. Why? Because they um, have a lot of this, a lot of back orders, a lot of discontinues. So you got to see what's best for your shop. It doesn't matter who it is. Everybody's situation is different. Don't try to just buy it because, you know, somebody else likes it or, it's beautiful. You got to see your margins and how they work for you. Mm -hmm. It's a shame that Griffin is where it's at. It's a shame. It is. I'm dying from that. I'm trying to get other people to make it. I told them to get to make it. I told them to get someone else to make the make those walls, get the wheels. For for the longest time, I mean, my strategy for them, and you know, I don't want to talk badly about them, but they don't want to listen. I said just go super boutique, super That's high end. And just have really cool stuff. Yeah. It just it, it doesn't pay to compete on flat black and flat white. And isn't he going to Spain? Isn't he going to try to go to Spain? Yeah. So I just worked with him. We're picking out some new stuff uh, that's coming in from Spain. Um, I think we're going to see more stuff coming in from Europe because it's just a different way of buying, and because of the cost of goods have gone up so much from China, I think mm -hmm. uh, Europe is going to start competing, and I think America should stop manufacturing as well. Is there any right. molding companies besides like Vermont Hardwoods that are considering having a production facility in the United States? I mean, there's um, people like Rhonda and stuff like that, but nobody does real production. Rush and Jewel has a production. Rush and Jewel has a production, but they don't. They, it's their length stuff. It's not high end stuff. But it's not. It's not like uh, gold leaf or finished or. No. No. Mm. It's the hardwood mm. stuff is some of the. A lot more. Some of the you know. Basic wood finishes they do. What is it done? Ashland, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're going to go to the folks who didn't speak because we have about 12 minutes left for the hour. Oh. Uh, Corey, Ian, and, uh, and Christine, right? I think Ian left. <laughs> Ian left I'm here. the building. Well, that's what he did before hey, you got on there. I'm here no, too, you know. Oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think of a guy. I'm sorry. I um, no, only notices the ladies. I'm, I'm not a lady. Yeah, uh, my, I'm, I, my eyes, my eyes only see my wife. <laughs> so, well, go ahead. I'm, I'm listening to everyone saying that, um, I'm listening about deliveries and everything. And I'm thinking it's different for me, I think. Um, I see my reps from Larson Jewel and from a few other companies, usually a couple times a year, I get Christmas presents from them. <laughs> and, um, so I'm thankful that I do get them in my shop. I'm, I'm also listening to shipping and things like that. So I get regular deliveries from a truck and I'm in a really small town. So my local warehouse is about like a couple of hours away from me. All the, all of them are. And I get truck deliveries, but then I also, the ones that I don't, we, you know, I only have to spend $150 or $200 with most of them to get my um, courier costs covered. And is that the same? Is that the same with everyone else? You talk about the supplies? Yeah. Like the, the supplies? I don't pay for supplies, supplies or molding. I, I mostly Where are you located? Things. Where are you located again? 
I'm in Ontario, Canada. Great. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I order lengths mostly. Um, and so I get, they'll cover the um, shipping costs if I spend, depending on the company, 150 or $200, whatever. Um, so I, I don't know if that's different than other places. They do that all the time. Same in the UK. Yeah, same. Larson same. and Centrado, the two biggest, do that. Yeah, yeah so They'll I just pay for delivery like at all. A I've week, never, I've like at my minimum paid, order, yeah. and then I order. I've never I avoid people who charge me a bunch of, uh, especially for basic stuff. I avoid them if they're going to charge me for delivery. So um, $500 that Jennifer, $500 that Jennifer is paying for shipping, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Me too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. Christina, we're also the same. Uh, I, 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 there's a few companies that are charging the carriage. It's usually in sterling, which is similar to what you're doing, about $150 to $200. Similar. They've all raised it a little bit. I do lots of online ordering where the limit is lower. Uh, they actually have a smaller spend but that's a it's a nothing spend is that it's an easy spend every week uh, a few times a week uh the, the, there's a few that have put the carriage up but and i get regular rep visits they're ambassadors after all that's that's their job yeah. really yeah uh, we're gonna go to christina and then jim you're next hey jim uh -huh. jim it's a virtual hand you just gotta press the oh, button oh no could be manual hey listen this is an aging <laughs> industry it could be manual you could read your manual you could read your, okay. your pen you can read your cane whatever uh, we we try to i mean we have three local vendors that we get delivery trucks from so we're definitely on board with maximizing that service um and then we are in the process of stocking box molding, but I have like, um, like maybe a 1200 square foot shop. So <laughs> it's going to be some challenging to kind of get it back there and how we're going to organize it to keep it safe and undamaged. Um, but as far as the shipping stuff goes, like, um, I've always learned to kind of group things together. So if I'm paying for shipping, like whether FedEx or UPS from my out of state vendors, um, I'm three to four weeks out and I just tell my customers right off the bat, like, give us some time. And I group my orders together so that, so that, you know, I'll wait to order Fotil until I have like six or seven, you know, chops that I need from them and they'll fit it all in like the smallest box possible. And I kind of maximize, you know, whatever shipping I'm paying on that. Because um, I mean, it's worth it to have the nicer stuff and we like to be more creative. That's part of our branding style and um, kind of push the limits with that because we're, we're the only custom um, shop kind of in our local city. Um, of course, we're, um, we're in Thornton, Colorado, north of um, Denver. But we're far enough away that you know I kind of have my own little section, which is nice. <laughs> um, but our, we do have the box stores, and so I'm not really trying to, you know, we do have a flat black molding that I stock and I buy boxes of. Um, but it's not what I'm selling first. Um, um, you know, it's kind of just kind of our backup. You know, if we if we get a little bit sticker shock and we need to come down a little bit, then we have an option. What's your best molding company? 
Um, we, we do a lot of bell, a lot of Fotil, a lot of um, stack moldings. Right. Um, we're kind of in the same boat with, mm. it's unfortunate because we do have a Larson uh, warehouse that delivers, but they've and kind can, of been. Can I make a little point um, when you were talking about in stock materials? So usually in stock materials is where you sell the most. So you, what you guys could do, and this has been amazing for us, is we actually raise our prices on everything that's in stock. We make more money on oh, stuff that's in yeah, stock. Nice, nice. I, we, we definitely do. Um, so my like flat black molding is probably has like four times the markup on it than <laughs> than the my other things. We do make the my other things. We do make more money off of our our stock stuff. So um, even if it ends up that we sell more of it. Um, and and I'm sorry, not to cut you off, and I apologize for cutting you off, but we also negotiate lower pricing, but we mark off lists. So when I'm buying something box and I buy it cheaper because I have a negotiated price, I still mark off lists because that's what my competition is paying. And then I mark off I, that higher. I, I tell you, go ship and send black. I had a call yesterday, uh, a good customer that wanted 16 frames done in Miami and they couldn't find anybody. I was at uh, first. I said, yeah, I said, you know what? What do you want? She goes, I'm going to pay for shipping, whatever it costs. Can you frame it? We framed it, box it. They got it this morning and they, um, they, uh, did their project. So I have no shame in selling black frames. Uh, we, we made a decent amount of sale yesterday. Sorry, Christina. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really helpful. We're just kind of in the middle of figuring out, figuring out what are going to be our bread and butter frames you know i we really want to have that ability to have something on the ready so we're kind of yeah combating the out of stock and i know i have it <laughs> i know it's ready to go i can sell it um we have a better markup um so that way um it's just it's just the space issue that we're just trying to figure out how many do we want and we're trying to do like six or seven profiles right now and hang it from the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> buy those garage racks you know those big ones that you put um, put, them, put them across your ceiling unless you have unless you have fire codes yeah we were laughing we every frame shop i've worked at our saw rooms were like closets yeah i don't know why it was just it's the way it is for you know your tiny custom frame shop and um our um our employee that started a few months ago was uh was was a little stressed of, about the, the crowdedness in our in our saw area and i was like well it's kind of the way it is so what's, <laughs> what's gonna you, get more crowded what's unique about the custom framing industry is most of the time we're in a retail store but we actually have manufacturing so usually manufacturing is a lot cheaper so like for me i'm in a warehouse so i'm paying a dollar thirty my competition is paying three or four dollars a foot um, so a lot of times when they're, when you have a, a retail space, it's hard for you to dedicate a lot of room for the shop, which is industrial, a uh, retail yeah, you're paying a lot of money, right. Yeah. You're paying a lot of money for your little corner store. Yeah. yeah. We don't um, stock molding at all. So, so mm -hmm. Tony left. He says, I have to leave for another Zoom call. This is great. I love the moderator format. See you next week. Giddy up. Um, we're going to go. <laughs> to the Jim. next person that was Jim, right? Jim. That was Jim, right? Jim. Jim. Hey, how you doing? Oh. How you doing? Hi, so I, have to, I have to memorize all of the answers that I have to do now. So Mo, 
uh, you can get a lion jaw. That would help you if you do your rough chop with your saw. The lion jaw just makes it like baby bottom smooth. What is that? And a perfect what is, what is it called? What is it called? A, a lion's jaw. A lion's jaw. What is that? What is it? What is it? It's like a it's like a morso chopper that's just a finished chopper only. It can't it can't do the big heavy cut. It just does this like onion skin shaving on, on a perfect 45. I do have one. Show us a picture of it. Hold on. Are you close? All right. Yeah. I want to I'm getting like a I'm getting it says there's a dog called the lion's jaw. Is that a woodworking what? terminology? Well, he was a studio. He was in the in the studio. He was in the in the in the in the, in the, in the he was building his ah, house, so he knows all this stuff. He's the woodworker guy. Jim, I got a, I got a, I got a. Excuse the language. I got a big ass chopper that's hydroelectronic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need that stuff. Have you seen my joints? This one right, this right here, this little guy right here does an onion skin perfect cut. You said that on a hardwood, you didn't want to, you didn't want to have a chop. Yeah. So I'm just saying that the alternate to other framers is if they have a chop and they don't like their edge, you can get this lion's jaw and it, it shaves off like onion skin it's like baby bottom smooth once you put it through the jaw. So you you overcut by a sixteenth of an inch, mm -hmm. and then you pass it through the lion's jaw a couple of the lion's jaw a couple of times, and it's baby bottom smooth and perfect forty five. So yeah, so my next that, thing what's, was what's the I'm sorry I got a question to that. What's the difference between using that and uh, a sander, um, a, um, an amp sander? A miter sander. Uh, I I don't know. You know the 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 you know I I don't have a comparison. I have the jaw. I like the jaw. I also have the sander. The sander works good for softwoods. The jaw works good for hardwoods. I see. I see. So you know I'm not a hundred percent sure. Uh, the next like thing, the most cutter. the most accurate glass prices you can get are from Omega. So use Omega's costs for all of your glass. Um, they Maybe update their glass there. all the time, and they they have all the glass that we sell. And usually their prices are a bit higher, so that's good. You don't get caught, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and, mm -hmm. um, and then uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of all the things that everything was talked about because it's a moderated forum now. So it's like, uh, all right, Jim. oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. No, I'm just saying. I'm not trying to put it down. No way. Uh, my shipping, uh, twenty-five to thirty-five dollars um, from most of them. From most of the molding companies, um, the trucks like um, the trucks like uh, International and things charge me a fuel surcharge. Five dollars, five dollars, yeah. six bucks, something like that. Mm. Um, this week has been dead in my shop. Like I have one really nice shadow box that came in but it's been really like dead i don't know if it's because of the cold snap that's here in simi valley or whatever's going on but uh it's definitely you know um i'm sure um i'm sure and, it's not uh, and then my buying practices is i actually have them check stock like if i buy foam core 
or something a case is a foam core i have them check stock and i ask them how many they have in stock and if they have like two or three or four left or whatever it is i buy them all because i know that they're not and i ask them when the next is coming in so you've got to you know it used to be that you know at least for my my year of doing this that you just assume that they had the stock all the time, all the time on the math boards and things way. like that. And now you literally, you literally, I inquire of after I make my order, well, how many of those sheets of that particular math board do you have? And they're like, oh, we've got 20 left. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's a really popular math board of mine. I guess I'll just buy up the 20, and, you know. That's I'm my, the one that's doing it. That's I'm my, the one that's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> do you buy acid-free foam core? I do. Okay. I do buy okay, acid-free gonna Okay, we're going to give an opportunity to Ian, and we're going to end it uh, on that. Uh, Ian, how's the baby? Hey, she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look, at him, look at him smile. That's great. Yeah, I was going to say, look at that smile. <laughs> he looks like a DJ. <laughs> What's, what's in your mind? What's on your mind? Um, so we're just looking at uh, 2022 and just trying to become more efficient. So we're looking at our, our pricing. I got to get some time out of the shop with having the baby and yeah. go to some local shops and mystery mystery shop. I'm going to shave my beard and leave my mustache, put on a hat or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I figure out some local pricing and see where we're at. And uh, We just got frame ready. Um, we were using iFramer before, and uh, right. every time I had emailed the guy, I had emailed the guy to get the price list updated. So, just on that, I think we'll cover the cost of uh, nice. upgrading. Very nice. um, framer is great. Yeah, is looking it? at improving. Go ahead. Yeah. So, tell me about efficiency. Uh, are you talking about production efficiency? Uh, so production efficiency is one of the things we're looking at. I'm at find sometimes I'm working at my table and I'm going to get a map board. I'm going to get a glass. I'm going to get you know a thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make it flow a little bit better. We have a lot of space in the back, but it's it's taken up by inventory. So we just started throwing that out, discarding it, because a lot of it's uh, older than I've been into business, which is six years, um, and much older than that. Man, I, I tell you, that's such a good thing. I moved here in August. I hired a guy who would come in on Saturday. He's going to charge me. He's going to charge me to remove a full pickup truckload of stuff here. Pickup truckload of stuff here. And my space is very small, 1,500 square feet. I think that's a good practice. I want to pay him a little bit of money, but keeps things fresh because I came from a 3,600 square foot space and I threw out so much samples, so much, yeah. uh, I mean, so much length more that than board. posters. Mat board stuff that I could never sell, like all these crazy colored mats that I could never sell, but it was taking up room. So um, I think I'm gonna do that every six months. I'm just gonna bring the guy, pay him. I'm not gonna look at the stuff he's gonna throw out. I don't care if it's a Bella. I don't care if it's if it's in a corner that I haven't touched. That's going out. I think that makes the most sense because I was paying rent for keeping garbage, really. You know. Yeah. And you know, we buy per sheet for the order, unless it's a ply, because we use a lot of a ply. So Ed just throws it, he just throws it away. Yeah. Because we're hosting scrap for nothing. And we're wasting space, so. I used, to, I used to rent two industrial units for storing for about six years, for about six years. And I realized I was storing junk, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. which yeah. I've never looked at. 
And in the end, and I was paying a lot of money relative, you know, for this country. Sure. In the end, I took it all away from there, brought it back, filled up about three garages at the back of my property. Uh, some of the uh, uh, the neighbouring the, the shops, so they had empty garages. They let me use it, and I've got rid of everything. And yeah. you know what? It, it's it's liberating. It is. Yeah. Very very it is. liberating. Yes, yeah, keeping scraps and keeping pieces and parts, it's not worth it anymore. You, yeah, that you might use it. You're never gonna use it. No, you should really, get rid of stuff, man. Even even if like right now, <clears throat> sometimes I have to buy a bundle to make a twelve foot frame. When we cut it, it goes in a corner and we look at it after three four cut it after three, four months. And if we didn't need it, that thing is going to trash. I don't care if I paid eight dollars a foot. I don't care if I paid seven dollars a foot. That thing is getting out of there. Because take care of room that I'm not using. <laughs> well, they, they don't even fit. They're like, they're, they're, you know, they got a shape and they got to finish, so you can't even use it as a strainer. You know, so. You know, yeah. No, it's, you got to get rid of scrap. Yeah. Invariably, you can't use the scrap anyway, even if it's because each batch is different. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, it's or I mean, by the time you sell that frame, you end up having a ding that you can't fix and the customer doesn't want it. Right. Yeah. Tell me how I know. Yeah. Ask me how I so, know. How do you know, bro? For me, with the meetings, this part of it is like uh, where the moderation really becomes valuable, I think, because like you give the mic to somebody and then someone starts telling a story and then I like it. Yeah. And you, you can't really focus on any one subject. Yeah, I think this subject. Yeah, I think this is this is this is how we're gonna do it. If, if people have topics, bring a topic. We'll do that. We'll give you the mic. We'll go through the questions. And I think it would be good. All right. So if anybody has any uh, last words to add, we'll take that. And otherwise, I'm gonna say goodbye to everybody. I hope we get to see everybody at the trade show coming up. Up in Yes, Famecon. I was gonna yeah. ask that. I <laughs> hope it's there. Let's just. Pray. I'm gonna try to get some of the Famecon people here next week, Corey. Okay. Yeah. All right, that sounds good. Any, anybody else? Anything else? Who are the people in charge of FrameCon besides? I only know of one. Who are the other ones? Harry and Cliff. I know Cliff. Okay, Harry. Harry Gaston? I, yes. Okay. Well, those are the two who are known to me. I'm, I'm sure there's more people involved, but those are the two that are known to me. If somebody wanted to teach a class, those are the people that you would contact? For sure. Yes. Okay. I don't want to teach one, but I have somebody that might do full finishing. Do full finishing. Right. Oh, oh my God, your your uh, Yeah, she hurt herself, so now she's. I want to do it. She has a YouTube it. channel, so I'm gonna try to share it to you. Once oh, can you tell us what the YouTube channel is? She just did an intro. She hasn't done any demonstrations okay. or anything yet. Okay. So once she gets situated, and I'll share that. And I already asked her if she would do a demonstration for framers only. And once she gets more comfortable, she said she might think about it. I just I just had a good argument with somebody on YouTube. Uh, who, who did a framing demonstration, and uh, it wasn't very good. And I, I actually happened to happen to write it with, with needle needlework. It's another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, definitely tell us about it. Thanks for tell us about it. I'm not being so good next week. Well, I'm curious to see at this event, Gary's. I would love to be at FrameCon. All right, sounds good, everybody. I'm gonna say goodbye to everybody. Thank you for Good coming night, and uh, hope that
Thank you for Good coming, and uh, hopefully this was beneficial to everybody. I hope you all enjoyed today's show. This is Mo Elias, framersonly.com. See you next time.